Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. That's us, Rosie on the House. We've got the full team here this morning. I'm Rosie. My eldest son, Romy, is here at my right hand, controlling all the controls in the studio. My wife, Sweet Jennifer, is in the call booth answering your calls, getting your name and question, and we'll get your question posted on air and answered as soon as possible, not only for your edification, but for the edification of all Arizona homeowners who are listening. Then we've got Gary D., our engineer, and we've got my second son, Mr. William, here in studio doing some filming for YouTube, and grandson, Mr. Remy Romero. So the whole crew is here at work for you, the Arizona homeowner, to do one thing, to become, to earn the privilege of becoming your best friend. We've been on air for 35 years, over 8,000 hours of broadcasting, answering Arizona homeowners' questions about their homes. It's well over 12 thousand questions we've answered in our broadcast career. And I'm going to humbly admit to you, there has only been one question in all those 12,000, only one that ever stumped me. And not because I know everything, but because generally when you ask me a question, I know someone who can get you the answer. But one question out of 12,000 stumped me and every expert I have. And I still remember the call. It was Sarah. And she was calling from Mesa. And she was in a most desperate tone of voice and state of mind. Rosie, Rosie, my house faces west. The front door faces west. And the front door needs to be refinished. I thought, okay, well, this is going to be an easy, easy this is going to be easy to answer this one. And, and I need your help in the worst way. Did you see the sky yesterday at 5.30 in the afternoon? I said, okay, well, this, this, this question just took a twist. We, we just, we're just going down an angle. I'm not sure. We're going. She says, did you see that color of blue right along the horizon at 5.30 yesterday evening? I, I need to refinish my front door, and I want it that color of blue. <laughs> I had to tell Sarah I couldn't help her. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. Jennifer has to put my socks on in the morning just so that they're the same color. So out of all those questions, that's the only one. So you want to challenge me? Go ahead and give us a ring at one 767 4348. We will put our 50 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. I did see something on I did see something I'd never seen yesterday. But I'm not going to report on it yet till I can determine more. First time I've ever seen it. The sunset? No, this was this was this looked like a failure of factory plywood. I've never seen huh. anything like it. I will report on it when I learn more. And, and all the experts at Rosie Wright Remodeling, we were all stumped, every one of us. Interesting. Very good. Well, Jerry sounds like he's got an issue. Let's see if we can't help him here at one 767 rosie for you. Good morning, Jerry. 
Good morning. How are you today? Good. Uh, I woke up this morning with water running on my front sprinklers, which never, uh, it, they've been off. And uh, I have a timer and everything, and the battery uh, has been dead for a long time, so I replaced the battery, figuring, uh, and it's, it's, now that it's back on, the timer thing, it's, it says it's off. Okay. Uh, I tried everything humanly possible, and I ended up uh, having to uh, shut the water to the house down. So I was wondering if there was an emergency plumber I could get on a Saturday to figure out what's going on. I don't know what happened. I just have no clue. And okay. you said this; <clears throat> these sprinklers haven't run in a while? A long time. It's just the side of the front, uh, just that, that, those particular sprinklers. Yeah. The hoses, the, uh, the, little, the little plastic hoses were on. Uh, as I say, I, shut, I thought the timer screwed up, so I replaced the battery in the, in the mechanism, and it says it's off. Uh, that still didn't work. I, and uh, you can hear the water running from the, the backyard. Okay. Uh, so that's what woke me up this morning. And okay. then as Here, I said, here's, I... here's a couple questions for you, Jerry. Um, how old is the house? How old is the sprinkler system? I would assume it came with the house, uh, which was built in 1984. Okay. So that irrigation system is going to be separated from your main house water supply system by a back vacuum breaker and a secondary shutoff valve. You can leave the water onto your house and turn the water off to the sprinkler system and you'll be fine until a, a landscaper gets there. You won't need a plumber, you'll just need a landscaper. And what has happened is those timers send an electric current to a magnet inside the valve and it retracts the magnet, opens a valve, a diaphragm, and turns it on. A piece of grass or a piece of sand has now wedged itself between the magnet and that diaphragm, and it's not allowing the diaphragm to close. It's not particularly unusual, and it's not particularly expensive to repair. You find that isolation valve. Turn the water off to the sprinklers and call Core Landscaping or Think Green Landscaping and Irrigation. I see about where you are in town. Those are the two companies that are Rosie certified. And um, you've, you've just got a little bitty piece of debris or a torn diaphragm. Neither one of those are particularly hateful to repair. And they can get there and get you taken care of pretty simply. And if you can isolate and find the valve yourself... Like you said, if, if it's you 84 years old, I'm sorry, if, it's, <laughs> if the home wow. was built in 84 <laughs> and it's still the same, you know, it's almost 40 years. But amazingly enough, if it, I don't know that you're going to find a match to that, but you can take the top off. It's either going to have four or six screws. You'll need a hex head to take it off. Take that and the diaphragm, which is going to have a rubber ring around the outside of it to, for the waterproofing that uh, take both of those into a specialty irrigation shop like Ewing and see if you can get a match for it and take it back, put the new diaphragm on, put the new head on, screw it back together and, and see if that doesn't solve it yourself. But the problem is finding a match for a part that's 40 years old. Even, even, if, he took, even if he took the lid off of the valve box, took a picture of it, 
and ran up to Ewing at Scottsdale Airport and said, "Hey, this is my valve. Dude. This one, this one's stuck open. Uh, I need a new. I'd, I'd go ahead and get a new solenoid. I'd, I'd just buy a whole new valve if they can match it, it's, and then take the top off and replace it. Then you got a new solenoid, a new diaphragm, and everything. You beat me to the punch. I was thinking solenoid. Yeah. Yeah. A quick question too. It's Saturday, and he." What if he can't get it fixed? He's turned the water off to his house? I already told, okay. I already coached him how to turn okay. the water off to the sprinkler system. In 84, we had to have it separated by vacuum okay. breakers, so Sorry. there should be a, a secondary. And if, Gary, if you're confused about that, um, text us a picture of the manifold where the water comes in the house. I'll call you back, and I'll tell you which one to turn it off. Shall we go down to beautiful Casa Grande? And welcome, Gary, into the conversation, the fastest-growing community in all of Arizona last year. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? Good. Uh, I got a question. I, I got one of those uh, water pressure gauges, and I've had it on here for two days now. And, you know, it's got a, a, a red needle and a black needle. Now, the red needle, it didn't do it right away, but now it's way over the 200 mark. And the black needle is uh well like early this morning it was 65 but usually it's between 70 and 80 and sometimes it goes a little over 80 but like right now it's about 72 gary i think what you bought was a meter flow meter and you're actually measuring gallons 200 as what passed and the other uh dial is actually giving you the pressure on the house right that's that's my guess. So the one that's reading 60, 65, 70 is the one that's reading the pressure on your house. And that's that's about right. We tell people if you're much over 65, put a pressure regulator valve right there at the water manifold um, for the warranties on all your plumbing fixtures and durability on all your gaskets. But if you're, you're in about the 65 range, you're in good shape. Sometimes it, well, like right now it's 70. Sometimes it goes to 80 and, and sometimes just a little over 80. Okay. That's, that's marginal. We, we, we generally, Romy, don't you, don't we generally tell people you get over 85, 90, you need to regulate it on a oh. regular basis. If it's spiking that way, uh, occasionally probably not going to hurt you. Um, and some appliances, I think it's as low as 65. Yeah. And anything over 65 water pressure-wise will actually void the warranty on water-using appliances, fridge-freezer combo or uh, washing machines, some things like that. So if you opt to call a plumber and put a pressure regulation valve on the manifold at the front of your house, I would tell you to go ahead and have them replace the on-off valves if it's the old dial-face twist valve. Go ahead and replace it with a ballcock 90-degree uh, valve. Uh, update all of that at one time while the plumber's there. So uh, it's it's your call. I would tell you that you're probably going to pay a plumber something in the neighborhood of four to $600 to come out and put a pressure regulation valve on there. If it were spiking to 80 every once in a while, I'd probably live with it. If it started living at 80, I'd spend the money. Good 
Corners on a Saturday morning from all of us here at Team Rosie on the House, answering Arizona homeowners' questions about anything and everything having to do with their house, home, castle, or cabin. We go from sprinkler boxes in Casa Grande to stucco repairs in Phoenix, and that's Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. What you working on? What you trying to solve? So around the house, there's this um, texture pattern that that looks like they took you know big chunks of this mud, like a quarter size, and then knocked it down. And I think they call it Sun Valley texture or Sun Valley knockdown. I don't know exactly what it's called, but I haven't had any luck replicating that on some of the repairs <laughs> on the drywall that I've done. It's on the drywall inside or on the stucco yeah. outside. In, inside, and it does look like kind of like stucco on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know right. What, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And you mm-hmm. want you want to know the tricks on how to match it, or you want somebody to yeah. get over there and? Yeah, I need I need to, I need help figuring out how they did it so that I can replicate it so I can uh, make it look look decent. Well, what I would tell you to do is on our referral network at Rosie on the House, we have a drywall specialist. We call him the drywall wizard. His name is Rick Thompson. And I would tell Rick to come on out here and give me a half a day of repair work and see if he couldn't fix every single repair in a half a day and tell him, look, Rick, uh, whether you like it or not, I'm going to look over your shoulder so I know how to do it next time. Uh, he... He will make every... Just know it's still not going to look like Rick's work. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> he, he will make every repair on drywall 100%, totally, completely invisible. He really is the drywall wizard. Okay. Lo- love the idea. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. He's done repairs I couldn't even see. <laughs> and I knew where the repair was. All right, let's see if we can go to Charles. He's got a question I know is on the mind of a lot of people in Arizona. So you all need to pay attention. This is a good one. Go ahead, Charles. That's me? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for taking my call. Okay. Uh, I love your show. Thank you. Uh, I've got an existing uh, solar panel system. Uh, it's with APS. I've had it for about four years. I'm in North Phoenix. Uh, I lease the system. I never paid over $22 a month for the system. And it, I just pay taxes. I get two to three months free at the beginning of every year okay. because I've got, uh, energy bank. Good. I never, I've never heard anybody ever tell me, should I run my electricity at night or I mean, uh, the pool, uh, pumps, uh, anything during the night or day. And can I get any rebates that I shoot for, uh, super cool? Okay. Uh, the house. All right, Charles, I've only got a couple minutes till we have to go to bottom of that new hour break, but I want you to listen to this very closely. The question you're asking, asking is extremely complicated. I know you're on APS. I need to know what plan you're on. And some people on solar have stayed on the standard plan. Some have gone to time of use. Some have gone to time of use advantage, and some have gone to time of use max. 
I need to take a look at some of your bills and see how you're consuming. I need to know how big a photovoltaic array you have, how many panels, what kind of KWs are you generating. But generally speaking, you will always want to supercool, consuming as much power as you can off peak. And it matters. The guys that really hit a home run, the guys and gals that really hit a home run were the ones that bought large solar systems back when the utility companies were net metering. Oh, baby. They are, they're riding that solar system right into the, over to the rainbow, to the pot of gold. They're the ones that scored big because they're actually paying you for every kilowatt, regardless when you're generating it. And then you can then suck it back for free. Yours isn't old enough to be under that program. You're in a leased program. I don't know how big it is, but I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I've got your name, I've got your number, and I'm going to give you a courtesy, complete analysis of telling you how you should live with your leased solar system to not only achieve the maximum savings but to live in the maximum level of comfort. And because you called here and mentioned you were regular listeners, I'm going to come out. I'm going to do that for free. So, sweet Jennifer, you get Charles's name and number. Let's uh, collect that information. And I'll need, I'll need energy bills. Hopefully I can see a couple of energy bills even before you had the solar system installed. That will give me a real indication of your consumption habits. It's a little bit harder to decipher that with a solar system in place. It kind of camouflages some information. The other thing that makes it really, really hard is for those of you that go on the budget plan, uh, that makes it much harder. I've, I've, I've got to spend four times the amount of time doing analysis. Generally speaking, I would tell you, Arizona homeowners, you should be on the Choice Savers Max. You should not use any electricity between 4 and 7. And when you get your bill at the end of the month, you should be consuming over 90% of your power off-peak. And you should be paying something in the neighborhood of 10 to 13 cents a kilowatt for the entire month. That's when you know you're super cooling, you're living comfortable, and you're doing it right. You're doing it right for yourself, you're doing it right for the utility company, and you're doing it right for the planet. That's some toe-tapping happiness right there. It's all right. Go ahead and smile. I see that old prune face. You didn't know your radio is a secret camera. I can see every one of you. <laughs> I see Angela. She's on the kitchen countertop with the broomstick playing air guitar. <laughs> yeah, I do see you. I see you right there. All right, we've got a Yes, sir. I see that finger. <laughs> well, we have our weekly to-do right now. Yes, and we do. It's always funny. When and where the calls come in. So Jennifer's actually uh, doing the weekly to-do this week. So I'm going to step out and go call screen because every line's now lit. So. Oh, that is so- <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what triggered people during bottom of the hour news, but uh, 
Take it away, our weekly to-do. It's designed to help you do something around your home, castle, or cabin every single week to keep on top of our home maintenance. That's right. And so we aging in place is kind of the hashtag you would find the topic. But we like to call it a life worth living in place. Because why? Because if you're going to stay at home, you want a certain quality of life, right? Amen. And so that's kind of what drove this segment. I, um, You know, life expectancy is getting longer. And oftentimes, um, this is specifically to um, women. Uh, I know this can happen to a man as well, but what we see is mostly widows, right? The, the wife. We, the wife we see our share. That's for sure. the husband, and um, sometimes she doesn't, hasn't ever taken care of the home or anything, so it's um, traumatic for her. This is, this is the call. Ring, ring. Hello, Rosie on the house. Is Rosie there? This is Rosie. I've I've lost my husband, and he took care of everything. Mm-hmm. He all he knew everyone to call. He knew he had all his friends, his golfing buddies. I never had to worry about anything. What and, a good guy! And now they what a good and, guy. And, and, yeah. and you could just got to be grateful for a, for a man like that. And then they're stuck. There's right. something needs to be done, and they don't even know where to turn. Well, so I kind of wanted to, to build a little story here today so we could help somebody maybe think ahead. Maybe you're already in that situation. You know, the life expectancy for men is 84 and for women is 86, but we see much bigger gaps. You know, we see women alone 10, 20, even 30 years. And so, you know, think ahead. Do you want to stay in your home? How special is that home to you? And um, so so if, if you want to stay in the home, think about these things, Okay. Is your mortgage paid off? Now, you don't always know when this is going to happen in your life, but, you know, these are things you'll need to consider. If things go according to what you would hope for, you're going to stay in the home. Is the mortgage paid for? What is the maintenance like on that house? Have you kept up with it? How about the really major things like air conditioning and roofing? Have they been cared for? Um, Structural things, outdoor things, all the big things, you know, that you probably can't do yourself. Who's Who's going to take care of that if you're by yourself? Social contact. If you stay in that home, are you going to be so isolated that it's not healthy? It's not healthy to be completely alone. That's a great point. And then how about vulnerability? You know, we see that um, everybody is susceptible to all the crazy, crazy, crazy um, fraud that goes on. But elderly people are more susceptible because they're more trusting and they don't generally keep up with what's going on. You know what the latest thing is? No. With AI, they can take the voice of someone real, like your grandchild, and make a story into that and have them call grandma and say, it's me, it's oh, me. And man. so we are having – and so then Ugh. this person is out a ton of money because they've been blackmailed, and then they're too embarrassed to even tell. So it's – you know, so if you're by yourself, right, you're vulnerable. You need somebody to run things by. Or maybe, you know, somebody knocks on your door, you need a new roof, and, you know, who's going to help you weigh those things? So, you know, just lots to think about. It's a burden, you know. It's a privilege to have a home, but it can be a burden if you're by yourself. So these are things you need to think about. It's an issue we've been dealing with a long time. I've I've won a few awards in my broadcast career, but the one I hold over Jennifer's head the most often. (laughs) I know this one. (laughs) It's about 1999. I was given an award for being the number one radio disc jockey in Arizona for single women. (laughs) <laughs> over 80 years old yeah right i remind her, i remind her of that almost weekly <laughs> i still have my little trophy well and it's, and it's a privilege because they don't yeah. and it is a privilege yeah. i say i count it as a privilege it's because they don't know who to trust so a lot of times when these ladies call i say hey 
have you thought about selling the house? Oh, I could never sell the house. I could never sell the house. I could never sell the house. Well, what are you going to do to fix it? I can't afford it, you know. So they're stuck, and no matter what we say, we can't shake them loose. So I started thinking about what are the solutions, and I called my our good friend, a certified partner, Harold Perkins, at Galaxy Lending Group, and he's on with us today. Hey, Harold, how are you today? Good morning, Jennifer. I'm great. How are you? Good. So Harold has is like-minded in in this heart for people who are who are so stuck. You know, he has grandparents and you know, understands what it's like to have family members who feel so stuck. So um, Harold and I had a conversation, and what I liked was Harold didn't jump right into, um, you know, the financial thing. He said, let's, let's talk about family first. What can you do with your family that might help relieve this situation? So, Harold, what were a couple of your ideas? Well, that's, a, that's exactly right. Family is the first place to start because, uh, ideally, what would happen is uh, the homeowner's plan is to leave their house to their family anyway. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes family, um, kids or, or, or whatever it is, is in a position where they can help. Uh, we've seen many situations where we've had um, an adult child that ends up uh, uh, financing, buying the house for their parents and so that the house stays in the family. But um, but their but their parent their surviving parent does not have to move does not have to sell and usually the family has the goal to keep that family home in the family anyway and so family I absolutely agree family is the place to start so and you know even maybe it's a young couple in the family that that needs a, a start and they could move in maybe help with uh, repairs for part of their you know their um, rent or whatever. There's all kinds of things you could be creative with. But you know what we see, Harold? We see so many women who they have no one else. I, you know, it's, it's just a lonely place to be. They have no children. Um, you know, of course, they're too old to have parents or anybody. So they're very, very much alone. So in talking to Harold, I wanted to, you know, talk to him about the reverse mortgage. Now, I have to say, my memory of reverse mortgage was that it wasn't a great thing. But then when Tom Selleck started saying it was okay, I thought, well, <laughs> there must be something to this. So why don't you talk us through that, Harold? Why, what was that rub, and how has that been remedied? I'm not well, the only it, one it, who loves Tom Selleck, okay? <laughs> no, it, it's, no, you're absolutely – and, and uh, Tom Selleck is great. Magnum P.I. is uh, – Magnum P.I. was a great show. Blue blood. Although buddy. I wonder <laughs> – I, I wonder. Well, I guess. I, I guess I'm going a little further back. I wonder if Tom Selleck knew that he would be he would be promoting mortgages if they would have called the show Magnum PMI. Uh, and, anyway, uh, the no, so, uh, I, I got that, Harold. I got that. Uh, so a reverse mortgage is is uh, is uh, you know it did have a stigma. Of of being uh, like a uh, it was it was a it was a bad word in the mortgage industry going years and years back, um, but I think what's changed is there's uh, there's so much more regulation on a reverse mortgage today as compared to years and years ago, um, even before before a homeowner can even consider applying for a reverse mortgage, there are counseling there's a counseling course that must be completed. Um, by a certified housing counselor uh, that is designed to educate the homeowner on on all of the terms, all of the pros and cons of a reverse 
it, even in that counseling class, it's encouraged to have family participate in it um, so that also the family knows everything that's going on with the financing on that property. Where we go back years before that, it was the Wild West. It was, you know, <laughs> there, there, were, there were hardly licensing requirements. There was just not as much regulation. And so there were unscrupulous people that took advantage of that and took advantage of that uh, uh, with, uh, with older people and stripping their equity. Now it's, uh, it's, it's practically impossible to do that. And then now there's just so much more information available and accessible online shows like shows like yours that you're doing right now where people can get the information to really educate themselves on what the reverse mortgage is about. Let me say this too, you know, um, so family is great, but you were talking too about people who have nobody else. And if you are going to make any kind of decisions like this, you know, a financial advisor who's a fiduciary would be the way to go. You know, somebody, they are, they are sworn to work in the best interest of their clients. So, um, you know, if you need help figuring that out, you know, we can, I, mean, I think that'll be our next topic is how to, how to make sure you have um, someone who's reliable. Okay. So let's say Harold. Here's, um, here's the heartbreaking story. The widow or widower living on a fixed income, sitting on a gold mine. Of equity. I mean, Harold, we're talking about properties worth a million and a half dollars. That that could be, in, yeah. That could literally be in dangerous condition from deferred maintenance. Falling around. Yeah, we've seen it twice. Just and they don't have around. the income to pay for the repair. Yeah. And they're scared of all they've heard of reverse mortgages, but they've got the means, when treated fairly, to get it repaired, protect their quality of life. And not be digging a big debt hole. That's that's the moral of the story. Well, and just having a home yeah. that's falling apart is not something to leave to your children. Oh, you know, so so Harold, talk us through you know the, the requirements to to go forward with this. If somebody would decide, and then then we'll wrap by, up by talking about how you weigh those things. So how would yes, have, yeah, absolutely. So uh, to to be eligible for a reverse mortgage. Uh, you have to be at least 62 years old. And in the scenario that you just described, Rosie, the, uh, the, the most common reverse mortgage is called a HECM, or it's, uh, it's essentially a line of, it's a home equity line of credit. And so the wonderful thing about that is that in the situation where there is deferred maintenance, there is, there is repair that needs to be done, um, with that line of credit, the homeowner can draw against it to repair these items as they come up. Earlier, you mentioned, uh, Jennifer mentioned a, a major repair like air conditioning. Well, that's super expensive. And uh, somebody on a fixed income is certainly not, may not be able to finance that, may not have the savings to pay for it outright, but the line of credit uh, gives them the resource. And what's great about that is that you only, you're only charged interest on the amount that you draw against the line of credit as you go. So if you're in a situation where you don't have repairs that come up right away, well, then you're not being charged interest on money that has not been spent yet. Um, so over 62, and then there's a formula, there's a formula based on your, based on your current age and, and based on uh, actuary tables for life expectancy that determine how much of a line of credit uh, the homeowner can have as compared to the value of the home. 
Yeah, and so we we also talked about the fact that it's it's a little more expensive way to go. I mean, you, in some of the scenarios you're talking about compound interest, but if you're able to pay it, down pay on the interest, that would keep that from happening. It it is, and so it uh, on a reverse mortgage, and that is the downside of it. As you look at the as you look at the closing costs. Um, and as you look at the uh, as you look at the monthly expenses, um, it is more expensive than your regular Ford mortgage that we're all accustomed to. Um, but the but the idea and the other benefit behind the reverse mortgage is that the payments are taken from the equity in the house. The homeowner never has to make a payment on the reverse mortgage for the rest of their life. Uh, so while it is more expensive on the on the upside of it, if you're on a fixed income, this is not that that expense is coming out of your equity. It's something that it's something that the estate deals with after after the fact. And so from a budget standpoint and from the standpoint of of finding an option to stay in the home without selling it, um, this is sometimes the only option. Harold, if somebody wanted more information about that, what? how can they reach you? Uh, my phone is 602-595-1233. Uh, our website is galaxylendinggroup.com. And I did post, um, Harold does a wonderful um, job of explaining that in full on a YouTube video, and I that's posted in your newsletter if you get it, or um, Facebook today, too. Reverse mortgages. We're not Tom Selleck <laughs> sponsoring or endorsing them. No. But what we want y'all to know is you have options. You do not have to be isolated and trapped in a home that's got you suffocating, uh, needing repairs. We've there are seen, options yeah. if you'll just take the time to call Harold. Mm-hmm. You won't be blindsided. Okay? Okay. And then, you know, you don't have to be in an unsafe place or unsanitary, we've seen as well. Unsanitary. Um, you know, and, these, and you're not... You're in a position where you do have equity. That home was bought to work for you, and that's one way you can make it work for you, and you can also stay in it. And you may not have as much to pass down to a child, but it's they would rather see you in a place that you're healthy and safe and thriving. That's a, that's a great perspective. Bought for you, put it to work for you. That's a great perspective. Jennifer's on fire today. <laughs> All right, so now she gets a Mustang Mach-E. Shows her love for Tom Selleck. It's Blue Bloods, buddy. Yeah. I love Blue Bloods Blue at the Bloods table, too. family dinner, Sunday night. How can you go wrong? Now, I've got I've got to peel back the curtain here just a minute. Okay. So the, movie, the show Blue Bloods is absolutely Jennifer's favorite TV show of all times. And they end the show virtually every week, dinner at the table. Jennifer's only seen that dinner like once or twice. <laughs> That's not true. Depends yes, on is. what time we started. Yeah. I record it. <laughs> okay, if it's not true, what did they have for dinner last Sunday? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I do tend to fall asleep. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, oh, man. How about the Arizona staycation? You know, we, we invented the Arizona staycation way back in the housing bubble of 2008, 9, 10, and 11. When we were trying to encourage you all, rather than leave the state of Arizona, we were in like a, a, a pretty much of an economic collapse or a significant downturn. Rather than taking your vacation money and leaving Arizona, how many of you 
haven't yet seen all Arizona has going for it. And uh, so we went to Sanderson Ford and broached the idea, hey, would y'all donate a car for a weekend and we'll, we'll arrange for the lodging and we'll draw a winner every month. And, and they jumped on board and the staycation was born. I think we're celebrating, I don't know, 13 or 14 years of Arizona staycations right now. And the visitarizona.com website has just pushed out in the newsletter this week. I mean, you you could win a staycation and go to that website right now and and pick so many different things to do. I just don't think, you know, when you're at home, you don't think about all the things there are you could do for fun. Usually you wait till you go on a vacation. So having a staycation in your own area is really fun. And then you know where to take people when they come. Well, we just we just drew two days ago for Cottonwood. Cottonwood's one one of the most charming places to spend a weekend. And it's got so much more. Cottonwood was a sleepy little river town twenty years ago. But it's a it's a hopping little river town right now. They got a lot going on up there. Nice hotels in the main drag and uh, great food. Yeah, great food. Dead Horse State Park's right there too. We do love to to we include in that basket. Uh, Arizona State Park passes and a little map so you can see the different ones you can get to. But from there, Rosie, you can get to quite a few. You And you've got you know, Absolutely. whatever's in Sedona and Jerome all around there. This, and uh, Yes, that's a good one. Arizona, Arizona wine bars, too, in Cottonwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a test a, a quiz for both my boys. We've got uh, Romy and William here in studio. And I want to, you to answer off the top of your head. One of the things the website talks about is summer fun. Make waves in Arizona river and lakes. Of all the family vacations over all the years, what one lake vacation stands at? Which one would you want to do again? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> whoever, whoever wants to go first. We're running out of time. Oh, I, I, I would go to any lake any time of the year, but... Uh, Lake Powell and Apache Lake are by far my favorite lakes. Okay. All right. We, we spent a good amount of time on both of them. Uh, one? Uh, yeah. I, they're, they're all good. I, I, I don't know that anyone stands out over the other. We are, you know, once we had that ski boat, um, you yeah. know, it, it really wasn't about the lake. It was about where could you go. And find the best water, you know, the least and amount least of people. people. <laughs> well, well, that's part of the good water because yeah, you right. choppy from the other boat. So it was always least amount of people and uh, the, the calmest water. And I don't, it, really, th- to find that, you just have to be out there at dawn. On no Monday. What lake on you're Monday. On. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got to say goodbye for this week, but uh, get to rosieonnows.com and register for that Arizona staycation. Sholo's up next week. Ooh, or this Sholo's next month, a lot. For next of fun. month, by the 15th. All right. Very good. Y'all have a great week. Find us at rosieonnows.com. Till next Saturday, we'll be back.